0: Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God.
1: This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest,
0: your hermitage of the heart,
1: your monastery of the mind where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw on the wisdom of the saints to help us to navigate the tumult of this life. Storms, raging storms.
0: I think you had your Wheaties this morning.
1: I slept last night. Oh, not that's the change.
0: Yeah, because like you're on fast forward. I, I don't
1: eat Wheaties. They have gluten, I think. <laughs>
0: that's right. Your wife won't let you. <laughs> I, don't
1: expect, I don't. I don't eat Wheaties uh, ever. Oh, well. So, anyway, uh, no, I'm excited about this show. Funny, funny way it came about, but we won't reveal that. We'll just jump in. Why don't you have some questions on spiritual warfare? This is the topic of uh, Devil in the Castle, my new book, Spiritual Warfare, The Progress of the Soul, and St. Teresa of Avila.
0: Right. So, these are some questions that are related to that. Sure. Coming for those that have, uh, are reviewing the book and um, for part Run of our way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm for our launch team cool which is really great but I want to start with her prayer um, her famous prayer it's called the bookmark prayer because uh, it it I woke up and it was ringing in my head this morning sure um, and then I listened to a beautiful um, there's a virtual choir from 2014 mm-hmm. I think you can find it on YouTube. And you look up uh, "Nada te turbe," which is the Spanish uh, "Let nothing disturb you." You want
1: to say it? Spell it: N A D A.
0: N A D A T E T yeah. U R B E. which means "Let nothing disturb you." Nada te turbe. Um, it is a it is a virtual choir of Carmelite sisters from all over the world, and they're singing uh, this this prayer together and it is exquisite. Like awesome. it'll give chills down your spine and everything. So anyway, like I'm living and breathing Saint Teresa right now because yeah. I did the podcast for and down the study and now we're doing uh, Devil in the Castle. So I feel like she's coming at me from both sides. She is
1: like you're immersed.
0: I'm immersed. i'm I'm going through some of the challenges that she's writing. <laughs> About um the graces and the challenges. God yeah, be praised. They're and all so graces, right? They are all graces. And I just find I'm I am falling in love with her in a mm-hmm. whole nother level. In fact, I told you last night I really wish I could speak to her. I just want to talk well, to you her. Can, it's can possible. you help me out here?
1: Saint Peter Valcantara, she wanted to speak to him and he came and Right. And yeah. he was her spiritual director, of course.
0: Right. So anyway. I'm going to pray for that. But anyway, yeah, you ask her for me because I think you have a little more of an in. So anyway, here's her prayer that I just love and I'll do it in English. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing away. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Whoever has God lacks nothing. God alone Suffices.
1: I feel like there should just be this silence for 20 minutes. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, that,
0: we, we could just talk on this prayer. I know. Right. I know. We could wow. just break this yeah. down.
1: I do love that prayer. You know, so. when I was uh, uh, working in the church, I won't say where or how, but I was working in a very difficult assignment, really in so many ways behind the scenes in the church. And a lot of people don't know what I was doing or going through, but I was going through a uh, deep, powerful purgation. Because of the sin I was dealing with, and I had that prayer under the glass on my desk. And at the time, I was living in a seminary because I, I had, you know, I had the opportunity to do that. And I was traveling; I didn't want to live in a hotel, and so I right. negotiated. We were
0: married.
1: We were married. It was tough. <laughs> you but... were
0: spending three weeks of the month away, right? And I was at home with the kids, right? So talk about double purgation in our oh, marriage. Right?
1: And it was all just a mass dealing with yeah. sin yeah in the church and just (laughs) in our
0: own
1: (laughs) in our own sin right yeah no and gosh that 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 prayer just was really something I read very often and spent a lot of time in adoration sometimes weeping over the sentence of uh, you know
0: yeah yeah I was Mm -hmm. um it's it's uh it's a beautiful prayer yeah as I was um praying through it this morning it kept ringing in my head so i finally went to the music to listen to it before i got out of bed this morning and um it was interesting because i you know i just kept going back to all things are passing away yeah like this too shall pass and you know what be not afraid this too shall pass it's gonna go away (laughs) yeah just hold on. Keep yeah. your eyes on Christ. You're on the water. Right. Don't take your eyes off of him. Just yeah. keep walking. You know.
1: When I was dealing with terminal illness and terminal stupidity, um, which I didn't die of either yet, um, but it, it was really wrecking me at a certain point in my life, I remember getting on a whiteboard and going, okay, well, trying to get my head around what this was all about. And I drew this birth line in about an inch to the right, I drew death, and then I drew this really jagged line in between them. And then the line from death went, and this is a huge whiteboard. So this is bottom left hand corner of this tiny little space I took. Right. The line from death, then I drew this huge line, you know, all the way to the end, top or right end of the whiteboard. And it caused me to sigh with relief
0: right.
1: because I'm like, you know what? However tough it is, who cares? just keep rocking and rolling just keep fighting it's temporal you know <laughs> stay with jesus stay close go to confession you know follow him and you're going to be fine and then this all this junk's going to be over and, I, and one of my favorite passages which also could cause me to weep in the book of revelation is no more sorrow no more tears
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know no more pain no more suffering God be praised. And eternity is a long time. It is. And it's, yeah. And this is nothing. This life is nothing. nothing. Yeah. 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 So we should get to questions or else we're going to get, people are going to get mad because we're not answering it. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I could stay on that prayer the entire time. Yeah. Okay. So here's a question. Um, How can we discern if we are taking on too much and the devil is disguising as an angel of light. And this is in reference to, I think it was uh chapter five. Yeah, the, fifth mansion. the fifth mansion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, so Dan.
1: Yeah. So this is a really common deception used by the enemy as Teresa reveals in uh, the fifth mansion. But the there's a number of ways the the temptation comes about. Usually it's to more it's to good that is not God's will. Mm-hmm. so uh you know as an example uh you know you have a uh, i've talked to this uh, talked to this before and and father gallagher uses this example in one of his books but you have a priest who is a very strong homilist and orator and because of that he begins to get requests for him to become a retreat master and then he does that and then he gets more requests and more requests and eventually his, what seemed to be a good thing at the beginning, um, and did have, it was objectively good, Mm -hmm. uh, was destructive to his primary state. You know, we could give other examples. Well, he got too busy. Right.
0: you know, he, he was tempted to, you know, oh, I just have too much of this good to do. Right. Therefore, I'm not going to follow in obedience what I'm Bound to do your primary state under right, the bishop as a right. being obedient, or it, it, just even in the prayer life, right. which is the first thing. That's the thing that she cautions against the most. She says, "Do not give up daily mental prayer for anything. It's the devil's tactic to get you." You know. Yeah,
1: yeah, and of course, it's also easy to describe how you could do it as a parent or as a wife or yeah. or a husband, in the sense that you know you're on fire for the faith you know, we're, uh, you're in a church you, like we have now, love the pastor, uh, needs needs a lot of lo, uh, tender care, the, the building, and there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of ways to volunteer. And if I was my old self, I'd be up there already building scaffolding to fix the leak in the ceiling, and I'd be painting and, you know, but I'm really aware that I'm happy to contribute. We're happy to contribute to the fixing of those things. But it's not my vocation. I'm not a carpenter. I'm not a repairman. You know, my vocation is husband uh, and a father, or leader of a community, uh, president of uh, the Avila Institute, Avila Foundation. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't. If if I followed the call to do those things, it would be it would cause me to fail and these other clearly assigned things from God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, the one I like the most is, is uh, cause I just thought it was such a huge way of, I mean, and I, I spoke to this woman. In fact, I was, I was guiding her and the wiles of the devil were so intense. And when I talk about what she was struggling with, you'll understand that that could even enter the mind of a person. So beautiful holy woman very devout very committed to prayer right so she's somewhere in this mansion mm-hmm. and she has the sense that she needs to become a nun and she <laughs> that she made the wrong decision and right. mind you she's got a bunch of kids
1: right yep. and they're
0: beautiful kids very devout family yeah she's she's got a husband that's equally yoked. they're both you yeah. know committed to prayer and discernment and all that and yet she's gone, you know, I, I just keep going back to this moment when I yeah. was called to be a nun and I said, no, and I chose this path and I think I may have made the wrong decision. Yeah. And, and I love her priest cause she went to confession with it and he said, uh, that's of the devil. Yeah. Like he just <laughs> right. went, no, that's <laughs> yeah. not true. you know. Right. And so then we unpacked about how that got in. So that, that, um, temptation to the, by the, Enemy as an angel of light can be very intense. That's why we have to be so discerning. And especially as you progress in prayer, it's really important to have a holy priest that a regular confessor that knows you, knows your family and your state of life, and a good spiritual director that can help you discern, like, how did that happen? Where did that come in? You know, what's going on here? So you can unpack how you think, you know.
1: And of course, that is in the book. Because we both knew the person, or maybe there were two. Were there two?
0: I don't know. There may have been more than one, because you know. Yeah, because I helped
1: a woman in a similar in in a similar. Yeah, I think
0: it was. I think we've known two women that have gone through that. Yeah, that's a common thing. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. So you want to go to another question? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So here's one. What are some resources, and uh, we can. We can begin this. We'll probably finish it up when we get back from the break. But what are some resources or strategies for combating the habitual sin of anger? And I think there's some key words there. Habitual, yeah, is important to note. uh, Anger, and then you know, how do we combat that?
1: So I know nothing about
0: that. (laughs) Are you being facetious?
1: I am being facetious. So when we get back from the break, we'll continue. Uh, uh, talking about devil in the castle Q&A from the book uh, Spiritual Warfare and the Progress of the Soul and
2: we'll be right back Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org.
1: This is Dan Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. Somebody's going to call me from EWTN and say, stop doing that. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of EWTN, by the way, if you want to buy the book, Devil in the Castle, um, you can find it at EWTN's Religious Catalog. Two very cool things happen when you buy books from EWTN. One. They send the book. Yeah, it's so cool. And two, uh, you help the ministry of EWTN, which is really important. And uh, the other thing, too, is if you wanted to buy books in bulk, I think Sophia will be given a 50% off, which is very cool because this, um, the book, if you wanted to do a book study on it, it has uh, questions and answers at the, questions at the end of every chapter for reflection. That can be helpful for that.
0: Yeah, I think it's an awesome book. I'm, you know, it's just really fed me. I think you're just partial. No, I'm actually not. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very honest. She
1: started drinking very early, folks.
0: (laughs) Stop. (laughs) That's not true. Not true. Um, Okay. Okay. You ready for this? We're, we're answering this question, which you said you knew nothing about. So what are some resources and strategies for combating A habitual sin of anger.
1: Yeah. So I have, I used to have a habitual sin of wrath,
0: which is anger. Anger
1: um, at a mortal sin level. Uh, I'm not proud of it, but I was, my nickname at Focus on the Family as a devout evangelical was Nuke.
0: And what did that stand for?
1: It was short for nuclear. Yeah. Because it, it described the way I would talk to people if they were stupid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, that's, that is just so awful. I, I guess there was, you know, that was laced with humility, right?
1: Right. Of uh, course. Uh, no, I mean, I, uh, you know, I yikes. grew up. I, I grew up in a tough situation, yeah. and and the only way I knew kind of had it. Well, I, yeah, there's no excuse, right?
0: No. no. It it was a, it's a coping me- mechanism. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and what's behind the sin of anger?
1: Ah, oh, fear right? is one of them. Fear control, is
0: a role. Fear, fear. Pride. Well, and I think fear is the root. I mean, we all talk about pride and I mean, all the sins have pride in them, right? Yeah. But if you look behind most of them, especially behind something like anger and control, which they're related and generally anger's about controlling. Yeah. The underlying issue is fear. Yeah. If I don't control this, things are going to get out of control. Things are going to go bad. I'm responsible. I I have to fix this. It's up to me. Yeah. Which is rooted also in self reliance, which is also a sin. Right. And I mean, it just goes layers and layers and layers. You know. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. So I think you know, dealing with this sin is the same in in many respects to dealing with every habitual sin. The, the antidote is becoming or being or living as an authentic disciple of Jesus. So I didn't have the sacraments back then, so I only made a certain amount of progress. I've made way more progress against it as a Catholic. I mean, you could speak to wh- how much it's waned. I, I wouldn't venture to do that on my own. I'm not perfect. right? But um, it doesn't come out anymore in terms of wrath. It comes more, w- with rare exceptions, uh, it's just irritation is now what I deal with internally, whether or not somebody knows or externally. Right. But it used to come out all the time. So,
0: so what are some of the ways that you dealt? How did you get to this point? Because I know that it, that it ruled you. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: I, you know, I was open to God and when you're open to God and you want to get rid of a sin, he, he answers the, the prayer. I mean, he wants to purify us. Right. So, I had somebody in my life who who said something from the Holy Spirit. He said, and you you, you actually repeated it accurately. I may have forgotten exactly. Yeah. He said, Will you always be motivated? Will you always allow yourself to be motivated by anger? Was that yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's
0: not allow yourself. It was just will you always be motivated by anger? And it was, anger. you
1: know, it was just a moment. I was open. I wanted to be free. And the Holy Spirit just ripped into me and said, You need to, this is the question for you. And yeah. I actually spent a year thinking about it. Yeah. And wondering what I would be like. Because I knew the fruits of my anger and irritation were that I saved the company millions of dollars. Right. Millions of dollars. Yeah. And don't that's donor money that I cared very much about. I was I very effective.
0: Yeah. I don't want to blow past something that you just said that is so important. And I yeah. heard it from other loved ones in our family when they're confronted with, oh, I got to change. Yeah. You know, with their sin and they're just kind of going, oh, you know, I don't want to deal with this. This is painful. Is that moment when we say, I'm afraid of who I'll be without it. Yeah. Right. And it reminds me of uh, The Great Divorce Love the Book yeah. uh, by C. S. <S. <S. Lewis. C. S. Lewis yeah. And I mean, I, I probably go back to that book. I don't know. I haven't reread it, but the storyline, you know, yeah. uh reverberates in my mind. And there's this beautiful moment when the sin of the individuals on their shoulder. And it's a lizard. It's a lizard. It's depicted as a lizard. And there's an angel in front of it that just keeps saying, let me kill it. Let me kill it. Let me kill it. And the, and you know, the lizard says, you need me. Yes. You know, you need me. You know, what would you be without me? What would you be without me? And all these consoling words, right? Because it gives that person, it gave the uh, protagonist in the story, this sense of that I am my sin. Right. Right. And we're not our sin. Yeah. That's it. And and the thing is, is God is calling us to who we are designed to be. I mean, you were designed to be a patient, humble, gentle, gentle soul. Yeah. Not an angry, right. wrathful, vengeful person that's controlling and, you know, trying to fix everything and be self-reliant. You were called to be completely open to the Lord. Right. You know
1: yeah so in the end of that story of course the angel keeps saying let me kill it let me kill it and the angel is essentially an agent of god to free the person of the the sin and he when and in the moment the person goes yes the angel just in a flash you know in this furious speed of light flash before the person could take it back.
0: And they start to take it back. But yeah, It's before they it's get too late. It's too late. And right. then,
1: and he decimates that stupid little demon. Yeah. And then this person emerges into this glorious being yeah. and, yeah. you know, well,
0: in the sin, that's, that's the other cool thing is he kills the lizard. It falls to the ground and it trans it, it, um, uh, manifests it, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. It changes, it goes through a metamorphosis and it turns into an, um, it's Maj- a majestic stallion, hmm. right? And so the lizard is transformed because it is rightly ordered. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing: is our sin is is a virtue that's gone aw- awry and it's sure. gone the opposite and it's become destructive when it's meant to be harnessed and. Rightly ordered towards God according to His design, right? Right. So, so what does anger become? Anger becomes zeal for the Lord.
1: Sure, and and right? and and gentle, you know, gentleness. Right. Uh, Saint Francis de Sales was one who was uh, extremely gentle in his writings and in much part of life, but he had a, right. also had a problem with anger. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. So, being open to God, He will work in... He'll give you a Ron Wilson, the guy who helped me um, over these moments. You know, he'll work with you. He'll lead you. Um, but also uh, the sacraments he's already gave his life to give himself to you in the holy sacrifice of the mass. So
0: but what if nothing's changing, Dan? What if I keep going to confession and I'm confessing this in over and over and over again and I'm just decimated because I I go and I come back and I do it again?
1: Yeah. So it, it's really important. There's something preceding that, but that is an important question. It's really important. uh, In Hebrews, uh, it says you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. And there's a lot of people who run around addicted to sin, who are like, "Oh yeah, I sinned again. I'm I feel bad. I go to confession, then I come back out." And they don't ever, they don't ever. It's like we talked about in the last show, in uh, mansion. Which mansion was the no zone four? I think right, where. The church also has other teachings about how you keep yourself even away from the near occasion of sin which is that place where the the magnet of the sin and the magnet of your concupiscence pass too closely and then clash together and the sin erupts in your soul but even beyond that the church gives you so many means to keep us way out of that zone right. but you have to be can I just yell at people no. with angry no. you have to be diligent Right. You have to you have to say, look, there's nothing more important than me not offending my God and wrecking people around me. And you have to have a plan and you have to wake up every day and say, this is exactly what I'm going to do to overcome this sin. And I'm going to fight in these specific ways. And this is the person I'm going to call when I get into trouble. And, you know, these are the, I'm going to read these books and I'm going to seek healing and I'm going to seek deliverance ministry, whatever. Right. But if you have habitual mortal sin, friend, you're going to hell. OK, now maybe you went to confession and right now you're fine. But if you're living in habitual sin, that means you're constantly going back. So I'm telling you, you're constantly saying to God, to hell with you. I got my own plan. It's better. I want it. And in the end, he's going to go, OK, not making you come to heaven. Right. You won't like it here because you don't get to do that.
0: Right.
1: You know, sorry for the ranting. No, but my point is that you 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 can't. I mean, and <laughs> You can't mess around with sin. I mean, it, it hell is real. Like I, you know, you and I have been in many exorcisms. We've we've been in the presence of demons who have wreaked the most evil havoc and who say the most evil vile things that you could never even imagine that we wouldn't even repeat in this show or in public. You want to go spend eternity with those guys tormenting you? Right. Are you insane? Yeah, I mean, just for your own sake, don't go to hell, right? Right. But let alone that, what what has God done for us? Given He created us for for an eternal relationship of love. Right. You know, we fall. He, he gives us His Son to redeem us and reconcile us. So, so you you you've got to deeply immerse yourself in the sacraments. That's the that's the power, the greatest power available to you is that daily. daily. Daily mass, if you're fighting if habitual you can get sin, it, yeah. yeah.
0: If you can get to daily mass, it's a game changer. Yeah. And I know a number of people from that who you they see their passions start to calm, to And it's like, oh wait.
1: Wow. Just so we don't okay. run out of time. Number okay. two, confession. But you must have a firm uh, purpose of amendment. Yeah. If you go to confession and you're just doing it to ameliorate your guilt, you're not even probably absolved. You mm-hmm. d- people don't realize you can go to Confession, and there's no real effect, absolution.
0: But I don't want anybody to to be dissuaded from going.
1: No, no, go, go, anyway. but but make sure you have a plan that when you step out of the confessional about how you're going to fight the sin that got you in the confessional. Confession gives you strength, not just forgiveness, but strength to get to sin. The third is daily mental prayer. Daily mental prayer is spending time with Jesus. The proximity to Jesus is distance from sin. Please, can you repeat that?
0: the proximity to jesus is distance from sin
1: proximity to jesus is distance the closer from you sin.
0: are to jesus the farther you, way, you are away from sin so he I have will a whole strengthen course, you
1: a free course on uh overcoming habitual sin at apostoliva.org A-P-O-S-T-O-L-I-B-I-A-E.org. anyway we're out of time
0: yep that's it okay until next time may the god of peace make you perfect in holiness may he preserve you whole and entire spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.